go right by him. Brown with Allen Allen. Allen hits the deck. Brown and shook him. And This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Joe Ostrowski, Nick Ashton, BetQL Daily with you at 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time every weekday. Make sure you download the podcast. Leave us five stars as well. The basketball playoffs are here, and PropSwap is where real sports bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams now and then sell your bet whenever you want. And the best part, it's all from your phone. You never even need to touch the ticket. We all make sports bets to make money and many prop swappers make thousands of dollars in just one month, just from buying and selling bets. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. I'm already daydreaming about prop swapping my 500 to one Anthony Edwards, 2022, <laughs> 2023 NBA MVP, even though we don't know the MVP for this season, even though we really do. You went, uh, <laughs> you went down that road very quickly. You were very excited about it. Oh, so. when I saw him, I didn't, before I even talked to him, when I saw the name, it's like, Oh, that's intriguing. That's probably a pretty good look for next mm-hmm. year. But then I hear the number of 500. There's no further conversation. No, it's yes. I mean, means, it means you're banking on a big, big season for Minnesota next year, though. means yeah. you're banking on the Timberwolves to be like a top three in the West and really take that next step, which am isn't I? out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Normally, yep. yes. The it, nuggets. If you, so, so the thing with the, the thing with the NBA MVP, I dug into this a bunch this year in terms of the way that it's voted. Mm-hmm. It ends up always, you have to be the next guy up in the voting first. Like every single time, if you look at every like young up and coming player in the NBA, they're always like third or fourth in the voting. And then they've got to lose a couple of times to somebody that's had, you know, one, two of the last three years or back to back or, and then it's like your turn up. Anthony Edwards kind of needs to be, I feel like in the top three of the voting next year, Minnesota needs to take that next step. Then he's going to be on the radar and then he wins it in a couple of years. But at 500 to one, who knows? Crazier things have happened. I I wonder if John Morant had a full season on his resume, if he would have been there. It would have helped. I think it would have helped yeah. a lot. Well, certainly. Um, you know, because, I mean, look, for a good portion of the season, see, because at the beginning of the year, Luka was the favorite, heavy favorite. By the way, I think Luka's winning it next year. In fact, I would... I don't even know what he's sitting I at I say now, that every year, would... so I'm not saying it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but it, but here's the thing with it. He, he's he been in the conversation for a couple of years, and had he not, you know, Dallas struggled at the beginning of the season, and that's what really hurt him. Meanwhile, you had Jokic carrying the Nuggets the entire year. Then you had Embiid get more than enough of the spotlight because he's carrying the Sixers. And then once James Harden got there, then they didn't play well. So that really hurt his opportunity to do it, which is why we know Jokic is going to win it again. But Luka, if the Mavericks, the way they're playing now, it seems like they've settled in under Jason Kidd. If they play the way they are now next year, Luka is winning that MVP and he's going to win multiple MVPs in his career. Yes. Fortunately, the odds are going to stink because they always stink. Because and that's is, it. You're not going to get as much value. You're not getting 500 to one on Luca. I can promise you that. Uh, it's going to be like five. <laughs> right. That's that's right. the unfortunate, especially if he continues to play like he has in these playoffs. Let's start there. How about the Luca game tonight? That's the the late one. We've got Phoenix hosting Dallas. Last check, it was bound. Uh, some sports books had six, others had six and a half, 
and the total is sitting around 216. Phoenix trying to take a 2-0 lead, game number two at home tonight. Anything pop to you as far as side and or total between the Suns and the Mavs? I actually really think there's a chance Dallas covers in this game. I mean, it looked like at first in game one, they were just going to get run off the floor. I mean, Phoenix shot 50% from the floor in game one overall, yeah. and yet Dallas came at least close to covering in that game. There's an opportunity. This line's moved a lot. I've seen it down as close to, you know, Dallas plus five uh, a day ago, and it's climbed to plus six and a half, six, six and a half, you know, depending on where you're looking. But this is this is an opportunity where if, if the Mavericks can be one, they've got to do a better job uh, trying to contain DeAndre Ayton. I mean, he was 12 of 20 last game. 25 points. He just dominated them inside. Dallas won the, you know, or uh, Phoenix won the rebounding battle, 51-36. A lot of those, those are going to have to be remedied. You're on the road here, but I really think Dallas has a chance. If you can just play better defense, and Dallas is a good defensive team. Slow the pace down a little bit. They're going to have to try and do that. Luka put up 45 in game one. He's probably not going to do that again. But again, Luka puts up 45 and they still lose by single digits. There is at least an opportunity here, I think, to get Dallas at plus six and a half, where it's reasonable to think that they can keep this game close enough where the Suns don't go 18 of 18 from the free throw line again. A lot of stuff went in the Suns' favor to help make that difference in the game. I, re I really do think there's a chance that Dallas can at least cover in this. They tried to talk to Chris Paul after the game about Lucas 45, 12, and 8. Like He wasn't having any of it. We won. Yep. We, we yep. won. Not them. We won. We also Chris Paul is so sick. Looked he, you can just tell he wants this title. And by the way, I'm rooting for him. He he absolutely wants this title, so people will finally give him the credit that he deserves as one of the greatest point guards the NBA has ever seen. Scott Foster's not doing this game, is he? I hope. Yeah, I think he's no. I think he's he did the game last night, didn't he? Didn't he do uh? He did Warriors so. Grizzlies. Yeah, he did Warriors Grizzlies. So we're good there, because yeah, oh oh for fourteen in Scott Foster playoff games. And it, it ain't gonna work. I think it's it's time. There's no more Scott Foster officiating any Chris Paul games. That's that's an egregious number. Something's up. Yeah, the league can't do it. Um, you can't put him on any of these games, right? No. Over zero and fourteen. I'm sorry if you're the league. You look at that and say we got to get him on other games. We just can't have this anymore. Okay. No, I see it. Uh, Dallas Phoenix, uh, the the crew chief. James Capers, Tony Brothers, Ben Taylor, J.B. DeRosa. That's how it should be. I mean, some yeah. hardcore NBA fans know Tony Brothers or a couple of those names. We shouldn't know any of them. We shouldn't know any no. of their names. Nope. You know, nope. it's happened way too much over the years. And especially right now, it's all about Scott Foster. I mean, even uh, some video clips of him have been going viral because he, he didn't I'm, know a rapper. I am, I am so sick, so sick of officials inserting themselves into games and making it about yep. themselves. We see it. All the time. And this, this makes people worse. You listen to Joe West's new podcast. <laughs> no, I've I not listened to Joe West's I new podcast. I saw him on MLB Network yesterday promoting it with on High Heat with Chris Russo. Are you Wait, he really actually has yeah, one? I I'm thought serious. you were joking. No, I'm serious. At, I, I One, I don't want to hear it. Two, that shouldn't be going on. Three, if Scott Foster has his own podcast, nobody better be listening to that because it's going to be anti-Chris Paul propaganda the whole time. At least Joe West is no longer an umpire, and that's good for everyone involved. Uh, yeah, yes, this is true. Yeah. But I still yeah. don't want to hear anything Joe West has to say, that's I for sure. I don't care. 
Oh, God, is he boring? Somebody that was horrible at their job. I definitely don't want to hear their podcast about it either. Just uh, Just Hawk Harrelson used to yell at him all the time during White Sox games, like screaming at him like he could actually hear what he was saying up in the booth. What are you doing? Yeah, he had his guys. Wagner, Joe West, he hated. He's friends with Joe West now. It's a whole thing. All right. um, (laughs) So you think they're going to cover the six? I do. Dallas, Dallas just looked, given the way that the game started, especially for them to battle back, Dallas has surprised me the entire playoffs, especially with, you know, the the Jalen Brunson efforts that you got those couple of games when uh, Luka was out. They've shown, not to the level that the Grizzlies have when John Morant's been out so much this year, but the Mavericks have shown, one, definitely a turnaround from the beginning of the season. And again, not to Boston's level there, but we've seen that turnaround with them. They look more comfortable in the system. Luka is clearly going to be able to take over these games night in and night out. He's not going to probably put up 45 again, but he's going to have a big game. And this is at least a chance for Dallas. I don't think Dallas wins. Phoenix wins outright, but Dallas will keep this. Even if, Look, if Dallas loses by five, that's not, if Dallas loses by six, you're getting him at plus six and a half. It's, it's, it's going to be a sweat. It's going to be a squeaker, but they, they, they've got enough where they've shown, I think that they can do it. We have a sample size of four games with Luca. Uh, people are going to props. Well, here are your numbers. Points, they set it at 33 and a half. Rebounds, nine and a half. Assists, eight and a half. Okay, so since he returned, and it's been full go. I mean, he played 34 minutes in the first uh, game he was he returned against Utah. So 33 and a half. Boy, wow, is that an overreaction? It's really close, he, though. I mean, he's... He missed he's it the 30, first three games, though. I mean, the 45 is the only time he's gone over 33 and a half. That's that a is big, big number. An incredibly He's had high 30, number. 33, 24, and 45. No three thanks. Done in the one at Phoenix. That's that's too big of a number. Now, if you want to do some sort of combo points, I love – so for somebody like him especially, I love player combos because You're even right. if the points are maybe set too high, you can make mm-hmm. up for it on the back end a lot of times with you know bigger assists or rebound numbers. And he's had some big rebounding games. I mean, 13 – and then 12 last game. I mean, obviously exactly. almost had that triple-double on top of it. Assists have yep. been a little lower, so you got to watch that. But he's he, he has the chance to stuff the box score in so many ways that if he only puts up 27 points, but he gets you 14 rebounds, it's very reasonable, and you can help make up that difference. Assists are way too high. He has not hit eight That's... and a half in his four playoff games. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The rebounds of nine and a half. Are you comfortable enough taking unders with Luca? That's always a dangerous proposition for somebody like that. It's really, it, it, it scares me. It, it's very dangerous. It is. <laughs> is he, but let, let me ask you this. Is he going to take 30 shots again? Could. <sighs> might have to. Yeah. He might have to. That's, that's the thing is he had such a monster game, but re- the realization with this team is they're like, oh, we, we're going to need Luca to continue to get out here and just dominate for us. I mean, look, they only lost by seven in the first game, but Luca had to put up 45, but then Phoenix shot 50%, made all 18 of their free throws. So like, you kind of have to factor it in a little bit. Okay, what's what's going to be the least likely to happen again out of those? Luca not having 45, Phoenix going 18 for 18 from the line, or shooting 50% from the field. I feel like the free throws was a big difference there. Suns won't go 18 for 18 again from the line. And there's a chance to cut that at least cut that spread, but also 45 for Luca again is a lot, but I just, I can't take unders with him, man. It's just, there's their star. You just don't take unders with stars. It's, it's well, just yeah. way too risky. 
and he's except well, except Kyrie minutes. Irving. I Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I've been hammering unders with those guys throughout you know playoffs, the end of the regular season, and I was good there. So that's the scary part with the Stars. They're going to play forty minutes as long as it's a competitive yeah. game. So that's yeah. always worrisome. Kleba scored nineteen the other day. He's he's really hot and cold, but he yes. had the the volume. Five of eight. I saw DraftKings post and made threes of one and a half. So I'll, I'll be looking to find the best price on Kleba over made threes. Yeah, they're going to keep feeding him the ball. I, I, mm-hmm. And you know, if you're Dallas, you got to look and say, he's making shots. Phoenix hasn't been able to defend him consistently. There's going to have to be somebody other than Luka that goes out and has a big game. And the question is, who is that? Is it Kleba or is it you know Jalen Brunson getting another opportunity? Brunson's numbers have suffered the most with Luka obviously back in the lineup. So you got to think, all right, who's the guys that are going to go out and stretch the floor more that Luka can drive and then kick out to? And Kleba is certainly one of those guys. We saw it in game one. Uh, we mentioned eight in a monster game, number one. Uh, 19 and a half for points, 10 and a half for rebounds. You find either of those appealing. He went. He didn't uh, get that number on the rebounds. He was eight and a, eight rebounds in the first game, but he scored 25. Aiton's been a monster. Uh, yeah. Dallas got out, rebounded big time in that first game. They, don't, they just don't have anybody that can really counter him and what he can do. And I, I would probably lean towards the over with those. Again, I mean, Aiton's had a... Re- you know, we, we talk so much about you know, perimeter scores and the way the NBA's evolved. DeAndre Ayton's kind of an old-school big man. He could step out a little bit, but he's he's succeeding playing like an old-school big man right now in the playoffs. Yep, yep. Uh, how about the first game of the night? We've got the Sixers and the Heat. Uh, depending on your book, <laughs> you're going to find eight, eight and a half, total 207 and a half. You might have to bet it, Nick, if you want to watch this one, because <laughs> this might be the one that that's going to skip probably the lowest ratings of all these games going on right now. Uh, it was 106 to 92 Miami in game number one. That final score, not indicative of the way that one was uh-uh. going. An absolute route from the start. Hero, awesome off the bench. Bam dominated here, and Jimmy Butler was kind of quiet, unlike what we've seen in the playoffs thus far. I think the Sixers are going to get swept at this rate, because even if Embiid is back, how healthy is he? He's got the thumb injury he was already playing with that wasn't allowing him to be 100%. Then you're dealing with this concussion, if he's even back for Game 3. James Harden is non-existent. The erosion of his game has started. It really started last year. He's gone 11 straight games being held under 25 points in the playoffs. That's the most that he's gone since he was coming off the bench for Oklahoma City early in his career. He's not a scorer anymore. It's gone. And we saw those flashes the first few games when he got to Philadelphia, and it was like, oh, wow. Well, this was a great move for the Sixers. Oh, never mind. It's all falling apart. I The line, this is all moved again. So it's moved slightly now. I've seen that FanDuel went from uh, Sixers plus 8.5 to plus 8. The money line is now Sixers plus 310. Miami Heat minus 390 in this game. I think this is going to be a bloodbath. And this is going to go back to Philadelphia. The Sixers will be lucky if they win one game in this series. I say it every Sixers game. It's the playoffs. Should we just be fading James Harden? Just take James Harden yeah. unders. The assists are nine and a half. He had five and by the way, we, we we were doing that when Harden was a better scorer. Now, I mean, only the only thing I would do is maybe take his over on assists. That's it. Oh, you would go over on assists. You think he's getting a double I would digits? Cons- I would consider that. I would consider that because he's been such a facilitator. There's a possibility there, but that's it. All right, we'll find out which lightning bets we're all going to land on for tonight. Along with Nick Ashew, I'm Joe Ostrowski, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.